If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. I want to start this week's episode by saying a thank you for making this podcast part of your routine. Now, there's thousands of podcasts out there, and it means a lot to me that you choose me as your coach and as your mentor. So I have an invitation for you today. If you like my philosophies and you're ready to join a group of people who are growing and taking action towards financial freedom and fulfillment, then hop on a call with someone on my team at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call to find out how we can help you achieve those goals. Trying it alone is something I tried, but trying it with others accelerates the journey towards your success. You don't have to do it all alone. We are there to help. So will you take the next step? All you have to do is say yes, and let's get started. So today I'm sitting with Karen Briscoe, and this woman is going to help you learn how to get back your time. She wrote a book called Flip Time and Love Life. And I think everybody could admit today that time is one thing that is really, really hard to manage. Her five minute success podcast talks a lot about how people can go from being overwhelmed to being able to complete everything they want. So sit tight as we dive deep into how you can change your calendar into something that you own. So welcome to the call, Karen. I'm delighted to be here as I, we talked a little bit briefly that we have so many connections and so it's really great to be um, on the I Am Movement podcast with you. Yeah, so you know what I'm, I'm fascinated by is you've got this, um, this five-minute series of, of intentions, conversations that you have. So let's talk about that because one of the biggest problems that people have is being overwhelmed. And what you say so, so candidly is that we all have 24 hours in a day, and I agree with you. Some of us are more productive than others, and many people struggle in that area. So I'd like to unpack some of the secrets that you've discovered. Absolutely. Well, that's where the five-minute success came about was because I had done a lot of coaching and training and, and leadership, and people seemed to be paralyzed with tsunami of information, and they ended up not doing anything. And I'm like, okay, well, can you invest five minutes a day? And everybody said they had five minutes a day. And there's actually Parkinson's law states that limiting and restricting time actually can make us more effective and efficient. And then what happens is what you focus on expands. So people start to experience the benefits of it. And then they want to do more. And so the idea is to get people jump started. Uh, what happens is they, there's actually several things that can happen. One can be a domino effect, right? They can knock over that one success habit. And then that creates, you know, a series of them. Sometimes it's more of a, a snowball where they build on it, you know, like rolling down a hill. And sometimes it's uh, the ripple effect. So it's like throwing a pebble in a pond and you start to experiencing in other areas of your life, positive impact. So the key is to start, right? And so that's where it breaks down that I don't have enough time because everybody has five minutes a day. So basically what you're saying is you're getting them to overcome inertia 
and to take some action. And once you get going, because I know I've had this before, I'm like, I don't really feel like working out. And I go, I'll just go to the gym and I'll do 10, 15 minutes just, just to loosen up my body. And, and I get there and I start feeling better. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll just do a couple of reps over here. And before I know it, 45 minutes is gone and I've had a decent workout. Is it something along those lines? It really is. And the, because again, back to you start experiencing the benefits of it and then you wanted to do more. So sometimes it's just establishing the habit. So there's a lot of research on habit formation and there's um, probably the most cited research is that it takes 66 days to develop a habit. And I'm sure you've heard different number of days, but the reason why 66 is because the first 21 or the first three weeks, people are tend to be an evangelist about a, a new habit. And they just think about the people who start uh, Peloton or Whole30 or whatever. They're, they're yeah. so excited about it. They're pumped and they're ready to go. Well, then what often happens is people go through kind of a dip at the next 21 days and they start to evaluate whether they really want to do the Peloton every day and, and sometimes starts becoming where they hang their clothes instead of actually getting on it. And they're like, do I really want to eat like this the rest of my life? And so they start to evaluate it. What the research has found is that people who push through that dip, and I'm sure you've heard Seth Godin talk about the dip, and that those that do recognize that it has a long-term benefit. So they push through the dip, and then they start experiencing the benefits of it, and then they incorporate it into their lives. The truth is, habit formation, if it's truly a habit that's something you want to start, you don't stop after 66 days. I mean, the idea of 66 days is it builds um, the, the habit formation so that you're more likely to continue doing it. But just like any other habit that's valuable and important to your life, like brushing your teeth, you don't stop just because you develop the habit, you continue doing it. But the idea of the 66 days is to jumpstart and get that habit firmly in place. And then um, it, it, there's lots of other benefits to that, but that's the point of the 66 days. Are you familiar with the four stages of learning? Oh, I'm sure this incorporated in that, but share that with me. Um, so you're first consciously incompetent. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Yes. Then you get to that stage where you start to figure it out and you realize I'm not, I, I'm, I'm pretty stupid or I don't know. It's more complicated. It's more difficult. Like let's take prospecting for an example, because no matter who you are, you need to prospect in your life. If you're single, you need to prospect for a mate. If you're in business, you got to prospect for clients. And if you're you know, looking for um, an Airbnb, you have to prospect for Like you have to take some action. The first thing is, oh, I'm going to go find an Airbnb. You think, oh, it's easy. Let me surf online. Then you go, oh, my God, there's so many choices. And what about the, oh, there's cleaning fees. And, and you start to discover what you didn't know you didn't know, and you get overwhelmed. I think that's the dip that you're referring to, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And if you stay with it long enough, you're, let's say you keep on searching Airbnbs, you start to navigate, you're quicker, you get shortcuts, you see right away a lousy listing, you can skip over it, so on and so forth. And as you stay with it, you're going, you know what, this actually works pretty well, you see the benefits, and now it serves you. So I and think- then you're, And then you're, con you're unconsciously competent. Right. Because you can do it without having to think about it. Right, and, and I that's, think that's the benefit then, right? Yes, and that's the benefit of habits, because, anything that you want to repeat in your life, if you set it up as a habit, 
then you will you'll eliminate a lot of that energy that because really it's energy not time that is a fundamental currency of high performance if you think about it time is actually a creative thing and to say you don't have enough time is like saying you don't want to that's what lazu said 2500 years ago so this idea we don't have enough time is actually an age-old problem it's not a modern problem even though we have all these you know talks about life time balance, management time management all that it's really not time that you're managing you're really managing energy so so what do you do to manage energy i love the way you say that it's not time i don't want to do it you're managing energy how do you get yourself to be productive efficient effective and have more time to do things you really love well, one of them is the five-minute success principles, and that is to put that habit in place. And because I came out of the, my core business is real estate, and I agree with you about the prospecting. I call it commit to get leads. So the first component of the five-minute success is everybody does lead generation. Entrepreneurs are lead generating for ideas. A dentist or lead generating for patients, churches are lead generating for members, right? Everybody lead generates, as you said. So that is a core principle. Then consult to sell. Everybody does something to take that lead, that prospect, that idea, and turn it into a business or opportunity. Then another, the next core principle is connect, build, and grow. What happens is a lot of people get stuck on a hamster wheel, rock. And they're only as good as their next deal. They're only as good as their next transaction. And they live a very roller coaster life. There are principles that you can put into place to then create scale, leverage, and create a more ongoing enterprise that gets you off of that hamster wheel. And then that's all surrounded by success thinking, activities, and vision, which is absolutely what a lot of the, you talk about. And that is, the thinking is your affirmations in, in your mindset. The vision is where you're going, but then there's activities in between and setting up those habits for those activities in between is what then encompasses the whole five minute success principles. So in terms of building a business and creating those systems, that's the core of that. What I found is, is that a lot of times when people achieve a high level success, then they start to look around and go, wait a minute, <laughs> there's gotta be something more. There's gotta be more meaning to this. And that's where Flip Time Love Life came into uh, my repertoire, the book I just wrote. Because back to the idea that time being a created thing Everybody has the same amount of time. Why are some people um, living more fulfilled lives than other people, right? And so many people live a life like Ma Abraham Maslow. I'm sure you remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. And they like work their way up the pyramid. You know, they start with their basic needs. Then they go on to their um, relational needs and, and esteem needs. And then they work on self-actualization. And the problem with that is a lot of people run out of time by the time they get to self-actualization. So what if you were to flip time and put self-actualization first? 
And when you do that, that actually makes everything else better. Because you'll be more authentic to yourself, right? You'll be self-actualized because you're going to be, so you're going to be doing what you were created to do. Let me stop you there for a second yes. because I love this concept. I have a very similar thing with my mastermind group M1 where I flip the holistic needs and I say, let's get massively addressing your finances because my belief is that although health is more important and relationships are more important, there just seems to be this such a lackluster ability for people to handle their finances that it becomes something they think about 80% of the day because it's, it's like a chain, right? They're in debt and they're always, ah. Oh. So I say, address that so you'll have the time to work on your enlightenment, right? But you're saying do it first, which I love. And I wanna know how do you do that when somebody's like in debt with their visa card, trying to make the next deal, take the kids to soccer, and they're like 20 minutes of quality time with their spouse, and now you're telling them to get enlightened. I gotta hear this. <laughs> well, back to, uh, uh, you know, that's the, the time quandary, right? There's time poverty. I mean, this is really an epidemic, this time poverty. And so I, again, I go back to the five minutes. I'm like, okay, well, then invest five minutes a day. Because what I found is once people, and, and for me, when I started having this uh, poverty of meaning, if you will, I was very successful, but I was like, and I had the money thing worked out. But I was like, okay, is this it? I mean, is this, am I going to ride off into the sunset as a successful real estate agent? And for many people, that is, that is a good life for them. That right. I felt like I had more to create and more to contribute. Do you also feel that when you get to that place where your Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the food, the shelter, the basic necessities are taken care of, you start to search for meaning? Well, and that's, but I think it's there all along. Because when I look back to points in my life, and I like, okay, the you know classic midlife crisis at 40, the 30, what am I here for? Where's my career? Who am I gonna meet and marry my mate? I'll, I'll, I look back to those and I'm going, well, those were all self-actualization longings. And what I'm saying is the people who, who really, and you talk about this in your, in your identity book, but when people really figure that out, well, wow, why not let more of life be <laughs> great instead of waiting until you have the midlife crisis or you get to 60 and you go, right. this is it. Um, because that's what a lot of people do. And that's why I'm saying so many people wait to get to the top after they've done everything else. And I'm like, okay, we'll flip it. And, and again, back to really doing five minutes a day may, may give you enough, feed, feed your soul enough, and then you'll start to experience the benefits of it because that's what happened to me. I started experiencing the benefits of it. My relationships started getting better because the people around me knew I was happier, so they were happier. And then my business just started to take off because instead of looking at it as a burden or a duty or you know, all these things I had to do or should do, I was looking at it as more of contribution and service. And it was a flip, it really was. It wasn't like, um, Again, back to time management and work-life balance. It wasn't a balance. I didn't balance anything. 
I just became more fulfilled. And as I did, I had more energy to do these other things. So if- So if let's really, get practical. Let's okay. get practical. And I, you're coaching me and you're saying, Rock, flip it and take five minutes a day. What do I do with those five minutes a day? Well, at first is to find what is meaningful for you because what is meaningful for you may be not what's meaningful for me. If you're just totally not sure, then create a life list. And I was talking with my one of my uh, groups that I'm in, part of a mastermind, and I've had a life list since 2010. And I just write on it everything I've always wanted to do. Uh, take improv classes, um, take hip hop dance classes, hike Machu Picchu. I, a lot of them are travel, a lot of them are money related, and a lot of them are experience related. And I, at 59, I competed in my first sprint triathlon. I, I, I just set up this life list and then it's part of the, the vision of every year, figuring out what on this life list is, you know, am I gonna do this year? So it could be as simple as growing an herb garden. It could be learning to play an instrument or I was talking to a lady last night that said, I wanna learn Portuguese. So whatever it is that will feed your soul and then I found, like, for me, it was writing a book, really, was my big. And so when I started doing it, I started experiencing the benefits of being authentic to myself. And I'm not saying all this was easy at the time. I'm not a morning person, but I committed to a morning routine. And that's how I met Hallow Rod in the Miracle Morning community. And that's really what led me on this journey that it, uh, once I started doing that, even the challenges, we had some, I mean, like I said, the real estate business, this was fourth quarter 2015, Dodd-Frank legislation was enacted that basically shut down lending for about six months. Uh, my husband was um, encouraged to take early retirement, which made me be the primary breadwinner. And so it wasn't like without challenges, but I stayed true to it for uh enough the time it took nine months to write the book and it changed a lot for me because it opened up a whole new world that I didn't even uh, know existed and so I would I would say start that because even like the lady started taking Portuguese lessons she goes oh my gosh I I now can have conversations with people in the Brazilian community that I couldn't have before and so then that's leading to contacts and relationships and I just you don't know where it's going to take you so you just start is the most important thing okay that makes sense so really find in your goal sheet other things than what are you know monetary or lower base but more that light you up that are more the gifts your talents the things that call you from your spirit that makes sense to me so let's talk a little bit about um what are like give me an example now you've done the Miracle Morning, you've met all these people, you've come on this path. What's a typical day for you? A typical day for me is up at 530 uh, to do my Miracle Morning, in which it includes exercising with my husband. We're big bikers. And then I always, I'm, I have a commitment to lead generation. <laughs> I do a lot of different kinds of lead generation now, though, because in addition to lead generating for business, for real estate, I lead generate for podcast guests. And I lead generate for other opportunities to be on podcasts. 
and I lead generate for those kind of relationships and opportunities. So that is a, a primary focus of every day. And then from there, I, I run a major business. Um, so we were just for rankings, just so people have a perspective. So we've already in July 2019 have $65 million on the book. So that's a very, very strong level of production. And so work with the team um, for all of the work that's involved in that. And then I set up each week to have a certain I, I activity block rather than time block. I know time blocking is a tried and true method, but back to... <laughs> I don't agree with it, by the way. Yeah, we could probably yeah. talk about that. I believe it's activities. So talk to me about that. What, is that. what do you mean by that? So this came out of the fact that our daughter had learning disabilities when she was a young child. And when we would send her to a tutor for an hour, she'd figure out how to get nothing done in that hour. Yes, like, thank okay, you. This, this is really not working for me. I need you to get your homework done. And I was... So I, I found this tutor who did what she called homework clubs. So you would stay till you did your homework. So all of her strategies for uh, not getting anything done didn't work anymore. And so I have found that to be similar with people is that uh, if they have a certain amount of time, again, back to this whole Parkinson's, Parkinson's law, yeah. you're, you're more likely to just use that time up, whatever that time is, it's going to yeah. get, it's going to pass. So activities, I establish a certain number of contacts per day. And then I have some results oriented activities like eye contact, podcast guests until I achieve my goal of having two booked per week. And then that allows me to do what I call front loading and backfilling. So front loading is working ahead, which is something I really strive to do. Like I have, I'm going to Switzerland with our daughter for her birthday and I'm going to Quantum Lake Mastermind in Cleveland. And then I have another mastermind group I'm going to in Florida, like all pretty much back to back August through the middle of September. So almost a month worth. So I'm front loading through the middle of September in July. And that means a lot of double timing. Um, but I know when I've done it, and when I've done it, I'm ready to go, you know, do something else. And it's, to me, it's much more results oriented in the sense that it's much easier to track activities than it is time. And it's much easier to then adjust if you find that whatever level of activities I'm doing so because Karen, you're so, you're so freaking smart. I want to drill down so people get this. Okay. Cause you're dropping some beautiful bombs here and I don't want people to gloss over it. So I want to just ask you a distinction and I want to point something out. So activity based versus results oriented. How would you describe that in your mind? So some things are easier to achieve than others. I find for me. So like, for example, the, um, generating, podcast guests. I don't know which ones. It, a lot of it depends on uh, their schedule, whether I hit them at the right time. So I, but I know I need two a week. Okay. So I lead generate until I get two a week. So that's an outcome based. Okay. I you know on the time management thing, just cause I think it's really fascinating cause you get in a lot of thought 
and then I want to ask you what backfilling means is my experience with the time blocking is exactly what you said. It's like a label that they get, they get to put into their calendar and go, Oh, for the next two hours, I'm, I'm going to do lead generation, but they're not outcome oriented or results oriented. So what they do is though it's okay to get a coffee for 15 minutes. It's okay to check the numbers they're going to call. It's okay to establish some thoughts around feedback. Uh, it's okay to get some coaching on the side on an objection you had by going down the hall and say, I got stopped here. What do I do? By the time you've made it, you've made three calls in two hours, but you feel good because you didn't check your email and you didn't do other things that you're not supposed to do. Does that resonate with you at all? Absolutely. And so the idea is if your activity is to do five a day, then those two hours <laughs> wasn't, didn't achieve what you needed to do. So I would say, pick a number and if your number is five a day then you keep doing it until you get to five and the benefit of that is again you can work ahead so that's called yeah. front loading okay you, know, you have a day where you have a lot of meetings out of the office or you have other things scheduled you get can, 10 contacts done that day yes got and it maybe you're on a roll you're like okay i'm gonna roll i'm gonna keep going uh, the other thing is that you asked about backfilling and I really avoid a lot of backfilling, but it happens. <laughs> uh, backfilling is you do get behind derailed for whatever reason, travel or things happen. Uh, so then you, you go back and you do that activity. You, you catch up. Yes. Okay. And I, but I work in a mindset of front loading and then that frees me to do what I, the things I want to do. And then once I know I've done my activities, then, then I'm free. And that to me is it. a very accomplishment-oriented uh, way to plan my, my week. And so I really do it more by a week. Yes. Then I look forward to when my next travel is, and then I front-load that so that then I come back and I'm like, I love this idea. It's Ready really to re -enter. I don't think I've ever heard it anywhere, but it, let's say my goal is to get five leads a day and I get my 25 leads by Thursday. I could take Friday off from generating the leads because I front loaded. I'm ahead of the game. Correct? Absolutely. Or you could say, I'm still going to lead generate on Friday and then I will front load it for when I have a vacation planned or something I want to do with my family or right you know, an activity I want to do. So I find it to be very freeing, but I also find the best aspect of it is I really know when what I do generates a business. And there people ask me, well, have you ever not lead generated? And there was in my 17 years of real estate, there was that three month sabbatical I took to write my book. And I thought, oh, three months after 15 years, surely I have enough recognition in the marketplace. I could take three months off. Right. And I came back and the market had just like tanked and I was like, okay, what do I do now? So I actually double timed for three months, completely refilled the pipeline. And this is my theory on this. I feel like the energy back to its energy, the energy I put into the universe that says universe, I'm ready, <laughs> bring it on. Here I am working. I'm ready to go. The, the universe says, yes, this person's ready to, to do business. And so I'm going to give that business to that person because it's not always matchy matchy. Sometimes I'll put out uh, 
contacts that, that don't turn into business, but then something will come from somewhere else. But it's my job to put that energy out. And the more I do it, uh, the more I find that to be true. And it's a very, it's really important to be consistent. Um, I love that. I love that. You're brilliant. This is awesome stuff. Um, quick questions for you. I'm going to go through eight categories. I want you to give yourself a score from one to 10. Don't overthink it. Just give yourself, you know, a ballpark because I want to go quick. Uh, tracking numbers in your business. 10 is you're really good at it. One, you're terrible. 10. 10. You are willing to ask for things you want. You're not shy and timid. You're bold. Nine. I'm still got room to improvement. Self-care. You take care of your nutrition. You take care of your exercise regime. You're conscious of sleep and things that will keep you productive. I'm a 10 on that. I find that to be so important. Awesome. Self-aware. You notice your patterns. You spend some time reflecting. You journal. You audit your days. You look at things so you can learn how to become better. I'm going to give myself a nine because I know that there's improvement, but that, that has been a huge game changer as well. You're a leader. You make decisions. You're a visionary. You hire, train, fire, run meetings, inspire, and inspire people. Absolutely. Nine. Ten. Nine. Ten. Okay. 9.5. <laughs> you are a voracious learner. Every chance you get, you learn something. You're passionately curious. You're, you're absorbing things whenever you can. I wish you could see my bookshelf. I read or listen to on Audible, on average, 300 books a year. Whoa. Okay. I'm going to give you a 10. Um, your level of commitment, you use that word, your level of commitment. When Karen says, I will do something, can people think in their mind, consider it done? Absolutely. It's my word. Okay. And I do think it's a commitment. I think you decide. Yes. Yes. I agree 100%. Your emotional IQ, your ability to take in a experience event that happens and to remain grounded, stable, uh, alert, and what we'll call in the positive emotions versus the negative fear, anxiety, frustration, anger, getting upset or disappointed or unresourceful. I'm going to give myself a seven and a half. I feel like that is something that I'm still growing, really a lot of growth. That's where the masterminding and coaching and uh, great mentors have made a huge impact. So wonderful. This, these eight are character traits of the most successful people on the planet that I've studied for 30 years. And I found that when they score high like you did, you're going to have a productive, successful, generally, when I use the word success, I use it in the context of get shit done, that you want done. You want to work out, you work out. You want to build a business, you build a business. You want to take up crocheting, you do. You want to learn how to meditate or, you know, you don't talk about it. You're not like, oh, you're not a victim and excuses. You know, you, you set that intention and you move toward it. So you scored the highest so far. This is a new strategy I have. The highest so far of anybody I've, I've interviewed and, uh, and some of the students I've talked to. Probably I've done this about 40 people so far. You're number one. Wow. I'm, I'm, I will say that this heroine's journey... It, 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 I don't know if you're familiar with the hero's journey and the heroine's journey. I'm not familiar with doing heroin to have a good journey, though. Uh, well, the hero's journey is I the know. one. Yes. Uh, 
Yes, uh, but I also believe there's heroine's journeys as well. This heroine's journey that I've been on, it's becoming, and, this, and I had a coach say this, and I was like, okay, I wanted to believe her, but it has started to experience it. It's starting to become faster and easier and more fun because I can recognize when the transformation starts to take and I can release and not put up the resistance. I used to put up so much resistance. I can release into it and live into it. And it's, uh, so I'll just, from where I am in my perspective, I will say that uh, wherever you are on your perspective, if, if I can do it, you can too. I don't think that there's any, you know, it's, this is really isn't a secret. Um, it, it's, it's something that, that you can do as well, anyone out there in your audience. Well, um, let's, let's, uh, we've gone, gone a good distance, um, but I do want to get to the I am conversation. So let's talk about some of you know, your identity, who you are. If we look through this, I am a tracker. I am an asker. I take care of myself. I'm a leader. I'm self-aware. I'm conscious. I'm a learner. I read lots of books. I'm committed. My, uh, you know, my word is my, my bond. Um, and, I, and I intentionally work on a high IQ. That's a badass person, right? Absolutely. I am, uh, I am, I love the life I have, Rock. I absolutely love the life I have. How much of your world do you um, practice gratitude? And that is really absolutely one of the keys because used to be, and this is where the, you talked about the emotionally IQ or EQ, I would, my gratitude or would depend on whether the exterior, right? Like success in business or success in things going my way. And where I've been able to flip as well, my life is to see the blessings and the gifts in the things that I, I didn't choose. And my husband, uh, the week of my 60th birthday, this is very recent, was sent to the hospital with congestive heart failure. Not really the plan I had for my 60th birthday to spend in the hospital with him. And yet the, the gifts and the blessings I see already from that, it was we were supposed to leave for Greece the next week, but it happened in Greece. Um, it was a health wake up call for him. Um, the outpouring of the community. It was just really, we're, we're very blessed. The outcome of the, the congestive heart failure turned out to be a virus. And so we were blessed that it wasn't something so much more. So used to be, I could have spiraled on that. That would have like <laughs> put me down for a long time. So I'll, I'll just say that it's, it's something that, again, if you're on this journey and you're going, I don't see how that could happen. I will, I will encourage you that it, what Rock's talking about, it can happen for you too. So have you read the book by David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me? I, is he the one that's the Navy SEAL? Yeah. Yes, I've heard of it. Okay. So it just, there's some, some beautiful parallels with some of the conversations we've had. Is there a book, seeing as you are reading almost a book a day, um, and there's probably many, but one or two books that you'd like to suggest to our readers that will help them. Let's choose specifically the vein of flipping it other than your book, of course, um, is, and, and I highly recommend that people get that, but 
another book that maybe has spurred you on to write your book? What, what were some of the inspirations? So there's a book by Elizabeth Gilbert called Big Magic. And she wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And the epiphany for that for me was she talks about in the world, there's all these ideas. And if an idea comes to you, then it's, your, it's time for that idea and it's yours to, to manifest. And if you choose not to do it because you don't have time or money or whatever it is, there's lots of reasons, but those are the most common. It will, if it's time has come, it will go to someone else. And I'm sure you've had this happen. And I'm sure your listeners have had this happen where you have not acted on something and then later it comes to fruition with someone else and you have regret. And that's actually one of the top regrets of the dying is regretting the things they didn't do. And so that's what created the urgency for me because I've, I saw how I would feel if I didn't do what I said I wanted to do. And so that was, that was really started me on my journey. And then Hal Elrod and, and the Miracle Morning, because establishing that morning routine really was a game changer in terms of everything you talked about in terms of self-care and the gratitude and, and, reading and journaling and I'd done some of it but I hadn't done it really consistently so the consistency that came out of that which also led me to the community which has been really impactful as well well Karen I think we could talk for a long time I think so um, I really enjoyed our conversation today and listening to you it's a real pleasant surprise um, I want to ask uh, you where is the best place for people to get in touch with you learn from your wisdom so the website is the number five minute success. There's a Facebook group and page, which you can join the community. The podcast is the number five minute success and rock. You're going to be a guest on the podcast and there is the books are available on Amazon. Um, real estate success in five minutes a day and commit to get lead 66 day challenge and flip time. Love life. That's amazing. I want to remind our listeners that the words that follow I am follow you. So choose them wisely. And as you heard Karen speak, she has a very strong center of who she is, what's important to her. And they all fall within what I call the categories of a successful individual that I've studied for 30 years. So she didn't know I was going to ask her those questions and she aced the exam. So kudos to you, Karen. You are a badass and thank you for being on the show. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com 